Mike Springer, the public information officer for the city of Port Orange, and this is the August edition of the POG Show. And with me today, I have Steve Parnell, our public utilities director. Steve, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. So you've been with the city on and off now for 12 years. Correct. Tell me a little bit about public utilities, because a lot of people may not be familiar with what they do. What does utilities do on like a day-to-day basis? Okay. So public utilities, we provide the residents of Port Orange their water to their home. We then collect the water uh, via the collection system, send it back to the wastewater plant where we treat it, and we turn it around and send it back to the residents in the form of reclaimed water. So we offer those services, uh, water, sewer, and reclaim. Um, Utilities also has some other things we manage that people may not realize. Um, We also manage the mitigation bank for the city and the tortoise relocation bank out west. So that's something that falls under public utilities in the forestry division. So for people who aren't familiar, what is the mitigation bank? How does that work? So the city owns a bunch of property out west, about 10,000 acres, um, and a good portion of that is a mitigation site um, permitted through St. John's, uh, and I believe Army Corps has some part of that too. Um, So if you're a developer and say we need another storage unit and they go to develop the property. If there's any impacts to the environment, they can therefore buy from our mitigation bank. Um, St. John's tells them on their permit uh, how many credits are required, what type of credits, and if that falls within our bank, um, they have the choice to buy from the city. And that offsets the mitigation, um, the damage they're going to cost to a, let's just, it's normally a wetland. And then with the gopher tortoises, same thing. If you're developing a site, if you have two or three gopher tortoises on site, um, you can relocate them out west uh, for a fee also, and that's done through uh, FWC. Has that been kind of a bigger trend lately? Have a lot of the developers been buying those mitigation credits, or is that kind of depend on the development and what's going on at the time? Um, it depends on the market. Um, when development's raging, um, we do see a lot, a lot more. Um, our fees are set through a resolution, so they are set. Um, we can't flux them up and down with the market. So um, we have been selling some, but there are other banks that are selling for cheaper. Um, so, but uh, so there's actually a market where we would compete with other cities potentially for those. Um, or, I or think agencies, maybe? Agency, yeah, other private firms, um, private banks. I believe um, we are one of the only public banks in the state. Really? Wow. Um, so if you look at all the other banks, they're, they're private banks. Uh, Farmton is a big one. Um, Tomoka was a big one. So, have we been doing that for a while now? The mitigation credits, or how long we've we been I able want, to sell? Those? I want to say that uh, the bank got opened up in the early two thousands, okay. somewhere in there. Seems like a little bit of foresight planning went into that. Yeah, well, we have a lot of property out there, so we want to protect it. Um, and this this sets aside a big chunk of the property out there um, to just keep it in conservation and to make sure it stays the same. And speaking kind of a planning and foresight, uh, earlier this year, uh, the city was able to get that extension on their consumptive use permit through the St. John's Water Management District. For people who aren't familiar, what is the consumptive use permit or CUP, I guess is maybe the more common terminology used for, but what, what does that do? Correct. CUP is what we call it in the industry. Um, so any water producer that pulls water out of the ground, um, you're going to have to apply for a consumptive use permit. Our regulatory agency is St. John's River Water Management District. There's multi throughout the state, but that's the one that governs from basically Palatka down to 
oh, cocoa, I want to say, and then inland. Um, so with our with our water system, we have to uh, um, <clears throat> we have to forecast out how much water we're going to use, what our population served is, and they issue permits based on this is how much water you're going to need in the upcoming years based on population. Um, so this last go around, we were we applied for a 20 year cup. And Port Orange was the first city in the state to get a 20 year cup, so we applied for another one, and we were granted it. So our current our new permit was issued on February 16th, 2023, and it expires February 14th, 2043. Um, and so we were able to get that. Um, the district was very happy with what we proposed because we had a small increase in population. I think their proje- our projected build out in 2043 is like 82,000, um, but we actually decreased our allocation. We asked for less water. Um, just because our our conservation and our reuse program is so good with the city of Port Orange. We reclaim or reuse 94% of the water that comes out of the ground. So if we pull 100 gallons out, 94 are going back in the form of reclaimed water, which is it's outstanding. That is, that's a very, very good number. So has that lowered the rate of water that we need to pull from the ground on average? Yes. Yep. So your, your first defense i want to say to irrigate is going to be reclaimed water or storm water um, then if that's not available a homeowner or the business will look for um, go to the county or the district and say hey we need to drill a well that's kind of the last line that they want to do is let them punch another hole in the ground to pull water out so having the reclaim and the storm water being able to to get that to the customers is that makes a huge difference so do you know like on average how much water are we pulling from the ground and how much are we allowed to actually pull from the ground? So uh, it's seasonal and it's, you know, dependent on rain, you know, are we wet, we dry. Um, So right now I believe we are sitting around about 6.2 million gallons a day average. And we are allocated on our new permit, believe a combined total of all our well fields, we could pull 7.3 is our, that's our new allocation. So if we needed to, we could go up to 7.3 on a on a daily average now that means some days we can pull more some days we pull less but that's on an annual average and when you were going before the st john's water management district to kind of apply for this extension what were some of the things they were looking for from the city to see what the city was doing to see if they were going to grant that uh 20-year extension so this this process um um, was spearheaded with uh, lynn stevens junos reed um and myself and the, we actually hired a consulting firm to help with this. The process was extensive. It took about a year and a half, and just all the documents and data they needed to make the conclu- to come to the conclusion of the 20-year permit. Uh, they look at everything from population to, I believe we had to provide every water account we have. They look at water usage per home, our reclaim system, how much water we pump out, our storage capabilities. I mean, it, it was an 18-month process. Um, so, and it was, it was a very long process and one person did not do this. It was a, it was a team effort. Cause what's the normal extension period for these permits that they give out? For the Five top? year is the norm. 10 year is what some of the other places are seeing that have, that, that are in good standings with their water and 20 is the exception. Wow. So, you know, you were saying before we had, this was our second 20 year permit and we were the one of the, or the first in the state to have the first 20 year permit. Correct. Back in 2000-ish, 2003-ish? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
in we don't just service Port Orange residents for the water, correct? There's other municipalities we provide water to as well. How do you gauge their usage and how does that factor in kind of what we do to conserve water and um, how much water we can pull from those banks? So they, they're built in as far as they're a, they're a user. So uh, Ponce Inlet, for example, they are considered one customer, but they are a large customer. So we sell them water. We have a master meter at their point of connection to, to their town, and they are basically considered one customer. And then that usage was considered when the district started to look at everything. Town of Ponce Inlet uses this much water. Daytona Beach Shore, same thing, uses this much water. So um, they're what we would call a consecutive system. They buy water from the city of Port Orange and then turn around and sell it to their, their residents. And then over the next 20 years, you know, as we reach toward full build out here in the city, what are you and your staff doing to make sure that we are using what we're allowed to use with that permit? And what are you doing to kind of make sure that we're not going over it over the next 20 years? What are some of the strategies and things you're implementing to make sure we are staying within that limit? Okay, so one one thing that Port Port Orange did way back in the day, um, uh, when I was in the private industry, anytime we would do utility work in Port Orange, we would always put this purple pipe in the ground, and we would just lay it in front of a development, even if even if it wasn't connected, it'd be capped on both ends, and that was the reclaim system. And Port Orange slowly built out their reclaim system, even though they weren't ready to put it in operation yet. Um, and that's why Port Orange has the largest reclaimed network in all of Lucia County. So that's one thing going forward that utilities and engineering and community development, if you're going to build something and reclaim's available, you're going to take reclaim to irrigate the lawns. Therefore, you don't have to, you don't have an effect on the groundwater. You're going to be using reclaim. Um, a lot of new developments are using stormwater. So they're pulling stormwater out of, out of a big pond or a lake to irrigate um, which could be augmented with reclaim to keep the level high. And then they would have their um, wells as like a last line of defense. With all that new development, is there any concern that we could run out with, of water in the next 20 years or so? No, no, we are, we are currently just over 50% of our allotted capacity as far as um, our well, our well field area and stuff. We have 40 wells total in our, in our system and, we are we are well below. So when they look at the cup, they look at your percentage on how close you are to 100% of your cup, and we are just over 50%. Um, a lot of surrounding cities are at 100, 105, 95. I mean, um, finding water is a, is a big deal across the state of Florida. If you haven't planned, if you didn't plan early, you're struggling right now to find water. And it seems with us being close to that full build-out point you know, and that allotment that we have that we probably will not reach that max anytime no. soon. No. You know, Steve, is there anything else you want people to know about the water system here when it comes to water usage or things they should not do or should do when it comes to the sewer system, flushing things down the drains or anything like that? Is there anything else you would want people to know? Yeah. yeah so I'll touch on the water first. So the big thing with the water is if you have any questions, go to our website, Look on the page, utility page. We walk through all the watering restrictions. We even put the county's restrictions on there. So you live in Port Orange, you may still be on a well. Um, and we have their restrictions on there. It'll tell you when you can water, when you shouldn't water. Um, you know, overwatering your yard is not a good thing. You know, um, everybody wants to keep it green. But, you know, sometimes the grass does need to get stressed a little, makes the roots dive a little more, makes it more resilient. Um, so just check those watering restrictions. Make sure you're watering within the time you're supposed to be, 
Uh, on the sewer side, one thing I'd like to add um, is flushable wipes. They really cause havoc at our treatment plant. Um, just because something's flushable doesn't mean it needs to be flushable. Um, so when they get in the system, they just stick to any grease or goo in the system. And then when they get to the plant, they cause this just rag ball that wraps around anything it touches. Um, our mechanics and our operators are cleaning pumps multiple times a day now. Um, it just even with even with you know updated screening equipment we have, just the amount of rags that come in the facility is unbelievable. So um, I would encourage people, you know, flushable wipes, please, you know, place them in the trash can and try to keep them out of our system. If people notice an issue with their sewer, the drainage, should they call the city first, plumber? What should they do if things aren't working the way they should with those pipes? So if you if, flush? so if you notice your your toilets are flushing slow or you're or you're backing up, call us first. We'll come out. It's no charge to you. And, you know, most of the time, it, the problem might be on our side. Sometimes it's on your side, but at least we can point you in the right direction. Um, if you, you know, but what we hate to see is a resident calls a plumber out. They come investigate and say it's on the city side. You still get a bill for a hundred and something bucks. Whereas if we come out, we can help identify and steer you in the right, uh, you know, right direction. Um, a lot of the time we are able to take care of the problem and get you back flowing so we don't have any spills. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. And congratulations to you and your staff on that accomplishment. 20 years. I mean, doing that twice in the last, tw- you know, 20 plus years, that's a huge thing. So congratulations on that and the hard work that you and your, all, your staff has done over there. So thank, thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of the POG show. I'm your host, Mike Springer, and that is Mick Neal over there on the production and the music. So Mick, take us out. 